When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. And the words Premier League have a special significance because this is the podcast where we usually follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. But this week, I thought it'd be a good idea just to focus on some mm. of or just one of the newly promoted teams that will be playing in the Premier League next year because Nottingham Forest, we did the CPFPL triple. Leeds stayed up, Spurs got Champions League, and Nottingham Forest are back in the Premier League. Yeah, I feel I feel like the weak link, I'm not going to deny it, of those three. Forest have got promoted, Spurs have got Champions League, and Leeds were absolutely dog shit, but got away with it by one point on the last day. Well, you talk about getting away with it. I mean, that playoff final is the worst game of football I have ever been to. And we were very lucky <laughs> not to have some penalties. So, you know, it, I'm it was glad a you lot of luck. That. That's, that's, that, that's the talk amongst, you know, my, my neutral WhatsApp group friends who follow football were absolutely flabbergasted that a penalty wasn't given. But let's just say it. I mean, a, a tweet put it wonderfully. Uh, somebody said, we were two results away from Huddersfield, Burnley in the Premier League, and now we'll have Leeds Forest. And I think for a neutral, that's a good thing, isn't it? Well, in a way, I couldn't care. I just care about <laughs> Forest. And I'm just... Talk us through it. Let's get, let's get off any hosting duties for you. Yeah. Take us from Sunday morning through to now. So Sunday morning. So I just had to deal with this at the start. I was in the posh bit, and I have yes. no shame of that. I was in, uh, uh, I was in the Royal Box. So With the Queen. There were actually no royals there, so I guess it was just the box. Just it's the box. box. Yeah. Um, I uh, got to Wembley early and soaked it up and then went in there. And in a way... When you say soaked it up, you mean the Bollinger or...? Uh, well, I was actually on the red. But um, it was... <laughs> I would, Loyal as you know... <laughs> as you know... You would. I would always rather have been just bouncing around mm. drunk. But, you know... I think if you get the chance to do something like that, and it was probably the only way I was going to get a ticket anyway. So anyway, in a way that takes your mind off it because you're sort of in, you're in these, you know, like a f-ing dinner hall. And then all of a sudden you go out and just to, obviously Forest have never played at the new Wembley and it's 30 mm-hmm. years since we played at the old one. So to just, I really only know Wembley is an England destination. You know, last summer when you and I went a few times. Yes. So to see it like red with Forest and just bouncing was incredible. And let's be clear, you've cried in the build-up just thinking about that moment. Yeah, and I cried the moment. I, I mean, when the teams walked, I know I was going to cry and I did. For the first five minutes of the game, I was just weeping. 
just overwhelmed with emotion at just seeing them play at Wembley. And then I had behind me some X-Force players, the wonderful Guy Moosey and uh, Frank Clark and Gary Bertels. <laughs> and like, throughout the game, they were literally just like putting their hands on my shoulders. Frank Clark had gone, oh, the meth, man. Oh, come on, man. You need to cheer up here. Come on, pull your thumb together, man. <laughs> just like <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, bloody hell, you're a state. <laughs> you're a state through the whole thing. I was like, Frank, I can't handle the event. Anyway, the goals, and I mean, it was such a bad game of football. The goal was an own goal. You know, it's, that kind of sums it up really. But it looked wonderful. I mean, it was an own goal. But when you watch it at full pelt, it just looks like a lovely flick on top corner. It looks like a wonder goal. Yeah, so James Garner flicks it in. And then I thought Ryan Yates had got on the end of it. The best bit was the six minutes waiting for the final whistle at the end. So the I was almost in a daze until the 90th minute. And then you're just mm. like, oh, my God, six minutes. You're like, come on. And then when the final whistle goes, you just like collapse. And obviously now they collect the trophy, they lift it, and then they go back onto the pitch and then they sort of effectively raise it again. So just this whole madness afterwards. And presumably where you're sat, you could have spat into the trophy. I was like five rows back from them when they lifted it. So it was so close to it. I've got some amazing photos. Um, so then afterwards, so they'd been they'd been talking the run-up that if, if, um, if we win, we're going to have a rally the following day and would you co-host it? So I was like, yeah. After the game, we get on the coach to Nottingham and it t- takes ages, obviously, because the, the, weather, the traffic's terrible. And then we get to the party, the players' party we're at. So wow! At midnight, we turn up the trophies there. All the players are there, so it's just like oh, they're all just like in their kit. The music's blaring. There's sandwiches. They had a buffet. Oh, here we go. Here we yeah. go. So I had I had some potato wedges, some spicy chicken sandwiches, and the masterstroke galaxy caramel. But I got my hands on the trophy and everything. And then the following day, we went to the council house in Nottingham. You know, the big public building in the centre of town. And just the whole of the city is there in the square and they let me host this thing. It's phenomenal how many people are there. It was like, I don't know what it's like. It felt like standing on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and looking down the mall. You know, it was just like a sea of red and white. I mean, getting to meet every single member of that squad and introduce them to the city, yes. you know, read their names out and like chat to a couple of them and chat to Cooper and Yates and, and Worrell and Bree Samba. It, I mean, it's just like, I remember standing in that square in 1991 when we just lost the FA Cup final and they did a parade and all the players came out. I remember exactly where I stood. To then be even just involved in it in a small way was insane. Looking down on the plebs. My mum was right at the back. I was trying to spot my mum, but I couldn't see her. I, I mean, as you can imagine, it was like, it was emotionally overwhelming. Like I, I've never felt a natural high like that. You know what? I felt like... Shatner felt like when he got back from space. Yes. Just that I've just seen something so incredible, I actually can't put it into words, but it's changed my view of humanity and I feel like life has purpose now. Well, it strikes me as one of those things, a bit like when we stayed up, you don't notice, but subconsciously, you've actually written off your entire summer. There's a little fragment of your brain that said, yeah, but we're going to lose and they're going to go up and then it's going to be yeah. a shit summer because all the lone players are going to leave. And I had that at Leeds, like genuine conversations with mates who are fans that, yeah, but have you have you actually, oh yeah, yeah, I've assumed who's leaving, who we're going to get in return, what next season's going to be like. And then when that lifts, it's a separate kind of euphoria that actually this tragic life you've built for yourself isn't going to happen. Oh, it was just magic. And um, well, John, I have some news that I was very hard for me to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Vinnie van der Veet went to Wembley. No. Yes. 
You fibber. Vinnie van der Veek went to Wembley. I'm about to forward you some photos. <sighs> well done. I just assumed you hadn't done it. He just he didn't just go to Wembley. I'm going to send you these in tranches. I need to tell me what you can see. Well, I'm looking at Vinny under the arch. Yeah. Um, there he is. Um, wow. He seems to have met some VIPs. So this is insane, right? So let me just—I'll just forward them all on to you now, right? So what happened is, so I took him on Friday. Um, Eastmidlands today were like, "Oh, could you come to Wembley and do something with?" I see. So he didn't. He let's let's investigate this loophole. He did not go to the final. He did not go to the final, but he went. He to went Wembley. to Wembley, but he did not go the to weekend the weekend of the final. He went to Wembley the weekend of the final. Crucial facts. Mm, well, we'll put it to the listeners. We'll put it to the listeners. I think you've you've exploited a real loophole there. Just hold on. Well, I haven't exploited anything. I, I took him to Wembley. Is yeah. that last one that's just come in? I can. Who's that? Jason Lee. Oh, wow. Vinny wow, van der Veek. God, I wouldn't have recognised him. Oh, I mean, I didn't recognise him. Vinny van der Veek met Jason Lee. So what happened wow. was... They asked us to go down and film a, a live piece for BBC this Midlands today. And so I get there on Friday, right? The stadium's empty. So I'm like, great. I've taken Vinny. I get some photos inside the stadium, pitch side with Natalie Jackson and with Jason Lee. Ooh. As I'm doing this, um, the Huddersfield team come out onto the pitch. <laughs> now, I don't know why they were there on Friday, but as you can see, I'm wearing a forest shirt, a 90s yes. forest shirt. So they're all kind of looking over, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't want them to think that I'm kind of taking the mick or whatever. They're all kind of looking up, but they're having a team photo. So I'll show you. I can see the team photo happening. I see them all in their lovely... I mean, it's a very 90s Umbro kit they're wearing for the photo. Yes. Looks like a vintage kit as it is. So one of them starts to walk towards me. They're walking up the stand, and I thought, what's going on here? I thought there must be someone behind. He went, Matt, Matt. I said, hello. And it's... Jordan Rhodes, the Huddersfield Town player. Wow. I said, hello, Jordan. He said, oh, uh, I really like the podcast. I was like, you're kidding? He goes, no, no, no. I said, oh, can I get a photo with you and Vinny? Well, no, I say to him, can I get a photo with you and Vinny? He was so, we chatted for ages. And he was such a nice one. I was like, oh, I feel really awkward because obviously we're playing you on Sunday. And, you know, obviously you really want Forrest to win. He I was so chilled out. He was so lovely. Anyways, agreed to come on. Incredible. Good work. I mean, and did Vinny secure that um, booking or? Vinny basically is, uh, yeah. Vinny basically secured the booking. So can you see the video? Can you see the photo? I can see the picture of Vinny with Jordan Rhodes. So yeah. I, and I never thought I'd say it, but I think Jordan Rhodes looks happier than Vinny. Yeah, looks I mean, delighted was, to be meeting Vinny. It was a real moment for them both. Then I thought, well, look, I'm at Wembley. I've, I've, I've 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 done the lot, and then I thought, actually, there's one more thing I could do um, that would just be kind of cool. So I'm going to send you this now, and I want you to describe what you see. I'm being slightly dramatic about it all because I'm so chuffed. You are. You showed showman you. I think coolest it is. one of all. You think is it? I think it's the coolest one of all, and I want you to describe. Oh, uh, well, it's a video. Yeah. And it's somebody emerging from the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vinnie Van Der Veek emerging <laughs> from the tunnel. <laughs> And Wembley Stadium <laughs> saluting the non-existent crowd. I mean, you look very happy with yourself. Quite right. Vinny Van Der Veet has walked out, me and Vinny walked out I the mean, Wembley Tunnel. It's clearly a loophole. I think oh, there was, come a, there was on. a suggestion that Vinny should be taken to the final. But yeah, I know. you cannot dispute 
to get Vinny walking out from the tunnel at Wembley Stadium. That's a that's a colossal effort, and that that has to count of your end of season forfeit done. I think. I think that was. I think I went above and beyond there, and I was so happy for Vinny. In fact, Natalie Jackson. <laughs> It's like a really funny her Twitter feed, her um, social. I was so worried you were going to see it, so she put it on her Insta. I'll show you this. I was like, oh man, I was just like, you obviously can't afford a, a, enforce a media blackout on a puppet. No, but she's put it on her Insta. Meeting Vinny Van Der Veen, a comedian selfie. <laughs> Good on her. Yeah, so cool. So it was. So the Friday, obviously, I got to go to Wembley and have this experience. So mm. cool being in the stadium on our own, and then. In a way, it calmed me down a bit. Jason Lee was just like, you've got to calm down. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, you've got to calm down, man. It's going to be fine. They know what they're doing. Do we get to hear from Vinny at all on, on his experience, whether he's disappointed not to have, have seen the final itself? Oh, hold on. Where is he? Oh, my God, where is he? Oh, my God, where is he? Oh, God, where is he? Vinny has been lost. Oh, my God, I can't see him. Oh, God. Oh, don't tell me. Wanted? Have you seen oh, Vinny? God. Oh, God. When do you last remember chatting to Vinny? Oh, these pictures are now tainted with sadness. These pictures now need to go online. This is the last time Vinny was seen. Does Jordan I think Rhodes he's just been tied it away? Rhodes had any contact with him? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not accusing the man of anything. I think he's resting. He's had a very, um, very, you very. Haven't got a fucking clue where that. Is. <laughs> that back. Oh, no, 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 don't you, say that. You used him for Friday. You thought that'll get my end of season forfeit sorted. Then you stuffed him into the bottom of some bag while you went off partying with Jed Spence eating Maranakis's Galaxy Caramels until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I stayed at Johnny Owens, our friend Johnny Owens, I stayed at his house and just, oh, just waking up in the morning, you're like, within the Premier League now. I thoroughly enjoyed his radio show that morning. Lovely. Those are the those cup finals and all that stuff. Just you don't need to do anything, do you? Just speak to fans on their way down to Wembley. Talk about the final. Get everyone excited. It's such a big game, the playoff final. And I could really enjoy it for you and because Leeds had stayed up. Um it's a wonderful spectacle. It's very neutral. We're gonna play you in the Premier League. Yes, for the first time since we met. So we've known each other now for oh. 20 years. Oh, my God. Nearly 20 years, a bit less oh than Oh, my that. God. And we've never been in the top division together. Oh, um, my God. So, I mean, we're going to have to... I'm really nervous because, obviously, I go on tour in September. The dream is that we play each other first game. Yes. No, None of the weight of who started badly or any of that. Just a bit of absolute nonsense. First game of the season, sun's out. Have it. That's what you want in it. Oh man, it would it would be so cool for uh, for the first game to be Leeds, and I just hope we can go to them because that's the problem when you're on tour. Obviously, for me, the end of that season was a nightmare because I was on tour for most of it. Yes, so I, uh, I'm on I'm on a website that says the Premier League season will begin on the weekend of August sixth and seventh, one week earlier than the twenty one twenty two campaign started. And means teams will have an 11-week break between seasons. Less for Forest, of course, who've uh, finished late. They'll have minimal time to get their SHIT together. Um, and then there will be a winter break to accommodate the World Cup. So there's a good three weeks of fixtures there because my tour doesn't start till the 1st of September. Capitalising on the bounce in Nottingham, I can reveal that I've just added a second day in Nottingham. I just Ooh. think while people are still pissed and splashing the cash around Nottingham, 
Well, I can't believe it, Doc. What will we do to celebrate? Let's go down. Let's go down to the uh, Civic Hall and watch that John Richardson, shall we? He'll capture the mood. Exactly. Um, so I shall be at the Nottingham Royal Centre on the 29th of October, by which time, I mean, who knows? Forrest could be pushing for Europe. What's yeah. your dream? I, I found a text exchange with a friend this week where we both said, "I would, if you could guarantee finishing 17th now, would you take it? Oh, I just want to stay up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. First season back after all this time, just survive. Just stay in that league as long as you can uh, 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 and that's the main thing but I'm in Edinburgh during August oh no bogger you can cancel an Edinburgh show can't you nope yeah you can just get ill get ill mate I'll get you ill oh I'll get you ill mate I'm sure you get me ill but if I'm ill then I can't do anything can I bring you up something special no but like a 24 hour virus you you cack yourself on the train down a few times Leeds Edinburgh's on the same train route isn't it you could probably make it, couldn't you? If it was a 12 o'clock game on a Saturday. Checking. Maybe I'll take Vinny instead. Well, you'd, you you could take Vinny if you wanted. I, I would allow it if I didn't think you were going to destroy him. It has to be said. Um, some very nice messages. This is, a, this is a podcast where, let's be honest, we are brutally offensive to each other. Mm. Universally, the messages I've seen that people have sent in have been very nice to you oh. and to, to the, the fans of Nottingham Forest for their return. There's a bit of, a bit of spice on the old uh, Nottingham Forest Twitter feed, isn't there? What do you Jed mean Spence, spice? What you welcome to Twitter, Warnock Official. Oh, that's funny though. That's funny. That's just that's light hearted. And it's against Neil Warnock. I mean a bit salty, mate. What can't you just enjoy your moment? Must you drag other people down as you sure climb to the top? You're aware of the chant. Uh, we don't chant at all, Leeds United. We we sing about ourselves and no one else. Well, the chant goes. Warnock said that Spence was shit. Now he's fucking dynamite. So you know, Warnock ran his mouth about Spence. So he gets all he deserves. Will Jed, Jed Spence be joining Nottingham Forest on a permanent deal? We all hope so. We all hope so. But the rumours already, John, that Tottenham Hotspur want to sign oh, yeah. arguably the most exciting right-sided English player after Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think there's a lot of heat around this exciting young man. And who could blame him for keeping his options open? But I hope, of course, he stays at... Premier League. I can't wait to buy the kit with the Premier League badges on the sleeves. I know. Well, that's the picture I sent you when you won. Yeah, I, you I did. knew that as a visceral fan of you want something tactile that you can touch and the sight mm. of a Premier League badge on a shirt sleeve. Oh, especially for 90s football fans when you had the Mito on and all that. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I, I want you to ride this euphoric wave. This is a summer of love now for Forrest. This is a summer of signing players of um, looking at the fixtures. I don't know when they come out, but that's going to be an exciting moment. Two weeks. So probably a podcast then, I think, to discuss the fixture list. Oh, yeah, fixture special, CPFPO. And all well, I'll be picking Forest players in my CPFPL team. Isn't that amazing? Yes, you will you, you have the full three, or uh, as I did early in the season, or yeah, will yeah, reality yeah. by and eventually you realise... 
Oh, no, I need some points on the board. This may be the best news I've had, actually. Nottingham Forest getting promoted might mean that you are hamstrung by committing to three Forest players every game when actually, if they have a bad start and you've got three Forest players in, it could be very good news to me. I could romp to another 10-0 lead. No, because I'll pick three good ones, won't I? Duh. <laughs> That's the mistake you made. You pick three that was your... <laughs> Where did you watch the playoff final? I watched the playoff final at home. Uh, I had spent the morning walking with a hundred Leeds fans who had walked from Wales uh, to Ellen Road. They walked from Gary Speed's first ever football pitch where he played as a boy um, to Ellen Road. Uh, Lovely. 92 miles in four days uh, to raise money for Andy's Man Club and the Samaritans. So I joined them on uh, Sunday morning. Sadly, too busy to commit to the full four days. Would absolutely, nothing would have pleased me more than to commit to the full four days. But uh, I followed it all on WhatsApp. Uh, Dan from the Square Ball was kind enough. What he'd do is they'd get to the hotel at night and they had a sort of shared WhatsApp group and he would send me pictures of the most disgusting feet in the group. And I sort of, uh, you know, I know him fairly well, but not well enough to say, I don't want to see any more bleeding blisters. Why are they doing that? Well, it was probably quite cathartic for them all. It was quite a struggle, the walk. And a lot of them, you know, they, were, they weren't they were Oh, I um, see, of course. prime athletes. They were, you know, these were just Leeds fans, some of whom walking for the charity, some have had mental health struggles of their own. And, you know, they'd get this sort of euphoric look at the state of my feet as they got to the uh, hotels at the end of each day's walking. And uh, he would sort of share them with me. And I, I, one of them, I don't think I'll ever forget. Go on, describe it. It was like a, it was a blister so wide and prominent on the right of the foot. It looked like a sixth toe. It was a big sort of red and white bulbous blister sticking right out of the little toe that looked like it had a twin. So I walked with them uh, a little way on Sunday morning. And and for all the talk of, you know, football's horrible sometimes, I have had some some moments this season. You know, you get to the end of a season and we've survived by the skin of our teeth. And there's there's obviously now a chance to regroup, sign some players. But there's also Barcelona straight in for Rafinha and trying to get a cheap deal on him. All these vulture clubs, both the Manchester clubs after Calvin Phillips, just becomes very messy when you're not a top six club and you're not a dominant buying club. You are still a selling club because the wealth of the big clubs is so messy. But we got to where they had lunch on the Sunday and uh, a little pub in a place called Drylington had put them up so they could have their sandwiches and cracked open the beers. They were sort of euphoric then. They were eight miles from Ellen Road and the sort of hard work had been done. And they started singing, uh, marching on together. Very emotional. Nothing compared to seeing your team at Wembley after a a 21-year, I believe I'm legally mandated to use the term exile. I think that's the only term we can use about Forest. 21-year exile, was it, for the Premier League? 23. 23. But watching all these sort of people who just walked out of nothing other than the desire to do something good and bonding for charity singing marching on together having a few beers in this sort of weird pub in drylington it was abs- it made me absolutely love football it made me really excited for the transfer window and the start of the season and the fixture announcements and that first game is just going to be incredible so i did that I um, and then I was dressed in a legion united tracksuit to show solidarity i'd gone full kit wanker underneath I had my original thistle hotels uh, legion Lovely. united home shirt from when i was 12 so I sort of squeezed into that, thinking if we get say. to do a photo. Uh, well, it, you you forget that back then football shirts were a different beast. There was no slim fit back then. Yeah, but so, so were you. That was a large boy's top. And um, 
You can still fit into that. You're serious. I can still fit into it. Yeah, I'll send you a picture if you like. Um, yeah, I like mean, it's, it, it's not comfortable. You know, I, I wouldn't wear it anywhere other at? than somewhere for comedy. Yeah. Um, but I had that on. I had some shorts and I had my Leeds United socks. And then I had a tr- Leeds tracksuit on the top. And I didn't dare take it off, but then I had to pick Lucy and Elsie up on the way back from Meadow Hall. I had to walk through, right through Meadow Hall. Oh, man. In a Leeds no. United tracksuit. No, 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 no. One guy shouted, John! I turned around and went, you're bloody brave, aren't you? I said, I'm not supposed to be in here. Don't tell anyone it's me. I was sort of cap on, head down, looking at my phone. Um, sprinted to Yo Sushi where Lucy was waiting. And I said, you're not answering your phone. Has it gone off or something? Phone was right in front of her. She stitched me right up. Just made me walk through Meadow Hall on a busy Sunday in half term in a Leeds United tracksuit. It was, oh, it was, it was not a happy moment. That is very scary. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a happy time. Oh! Oh, I just remembered. You know when you said marching on together, I immediately thought of Peter Ridsdale. Do you remember that video? Like, marching on together. Well, yeah. I saw him on Saturday. Did you? Ridsdale was I, there. And he? I gave him a little nod, and he gave me a little nod. I've got no idea whether he recognised me, whether he listens to the show. You know what? The fact that Jordan Rhodes said that, I was like, I wonder. And that was what he said. He said, oh, the lad's down there going, who's the lad up in there in the forest shirt? I was like, it's Matt Ford. <laughs> I was like, no, I amazing. I know who I am. So I was like, but it makes you realise footballers listen to this show. So, if you're a footballer, email us, hello at cpfpl.com. I know you're not going to, because I know they'll probably find it awkward, but go on. Now that we're in the Premier League, go on, just drop us a bloody email. We're ever so friendly, aren't we, John? We're a nice nice couple of lads, aren't we? I think that's to our detriment, to be honest. I think, I imagine that footballers like the the sort of naughty boy comic element. That's what they like in it. They They want the controversial shock comics. I don't imagine... Someone whose tour show revolves mainly around his hemorrhoids and a guy who leaves a Nottingham Forest event to go and interview Wes Streeting. I don't imagine we're the sort of guys that they're after. I bet those two are bloody mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I did I feel don't. like people are like going, what do you mean you've got to leave us? I've got, I've got a gig. They're going, cancel. I was like, I can't cancel it. The Western <laughs> residency, I will be fine. And anyway, I'm a professional. You know, someone had actually, so when I get to the gig, someone had left a Forest programme on the stage. So I come out and there's a program there. Oh, lovely! But I already had one, so I was like, I've got one. So then I regifted it to someone else in the audience. And then all day I've been racked with guilt, thinking that probably looked really rude. But that was the best thing to do, wasn't it? Because I've already got one, and then someone who didn't have one got one. Was it a forest fan you gave it to, or did you just toss it onto a table and went, "I don't want that. I've already got one. You have it." No, I, there was another forest from there who hadn't been able to get a program. So what does it say on the trophy? Playoff champions. Hang on, let me, let me just have a look at my photo with the trophy. And Picture of you holding it. It's a funny old business, isn't it? Because Go let's on. let's remember you did finish fourth. Yes. You know, it's obviously nice for you to hold a trophy, but do you not feel a slight fraud? No. No? I, no, why would I feel a fraud? We won it. Well, I mean, it's been a week of, shall we say, dubious awards. I don't know if you saw this week the Premier League announced its um, most powerful goal award not goal of the season well not what? the best goal the most powerful goal i don't get it i mean what is going on with football what does it mean john what does it mean it's like the hardest hit um and oh, i only like know serve. i only know it happened because it was a goal scored by fernandinho for manchester city against leeds oh um, you poor sod and i mean they had to score fast goals just to be able to knock them in at the rate they did against us to be honest it's easy to hit a ball hard when there's literally no opposition but what an absolute nonsense that is most powerful goal you know what it's the sort of thing and obviously this has been a view of a, a, a particular generation perhaps maybe for the last 15 to 20 years 
They give them awards for anything these days. They get yes. a bloody award for turning up. You know, they don't want an award. They want bloody telling off. It doesn't do them no harm, does it? That's the kind of view, isn't it? And you just think, yeah. you know, when you look at this stuff like that, have they got a point? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> have you? We, we discussed tattoos earlier in the season. Mm. Um, I still think I'm going to get a tattoo this year. This year? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm 40 this year, aren't I? We're both 40. Yeah. You're going to have a slight sort of meltdown, aren't you? I'm thinking about getting a Rick Mail tattoo. Okay, go on then. But I'm not going to do it now. Um, have you seen Emil Smith Rowe's latest tattoo? No, I haven't. Is it nice? Well, it's, it's, his first tattoo uh, came last month, and he had a lion's face which melts into a clock with 13 numbers on it. So, what? I mean, God knows what that's all about. What does that mean? It's like a lion's head, and the top of the lion's head merges into like a clock that goes up to 13, and where four in Roman numerals isn't IV, it's I, 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 I. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, oh. Oh, I'm looking at it now. That's on your body forever. It looks like a poster for the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It does, doesn't it? Or his Dark Materials, or something like that. It looks very sort of filmic. I mean, it looks I, silly. you can only hope that he knows what it means. I can't imagine what the explanation is. But his his latest tattoo is um, it's his mum's face. What? He's got his mum's face tattooed on his forearm. I thought you were going to say forehead. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have noticed. It's a good likeness. I, I mean, I've never met his mum, but I, I think I would recognise her in the street from the tattoo, which I guess means it's a good tattoo. It's a I'm weird just, thing, isn't it? Wouldn't I'm you just, just have the name? It. Oh, my God. It's actually uh, quite a sweet um, tattoo, actually. But It's very nice. Good on him. You know, that is very wholesome and it's nice and it's a lovely tribute to his mother who I'm sure uh, has played a crucial part in his development, not only as a player but as a young man, as a citizen. Um, but, my God, just don't have one. Just, you know what? Just draw on yourself and wash it off at the end of the day. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to have one of your mum, you sort of can't have it after the lion's face melting into the clock, can you? You do that one first. And then have, have the lion's face melting into a clock. Yeah, it does, because even though I'm sure his mum would be very delighted at the tribute, it, it, yeah. she still came second to the lion's face and the clock. Maybe the lion is an English lion, the clock represents time, and he's saying, it's our time to roar again as a nation. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what else does it mean? It's lion o'clock? Maybe he just really wants to go to the zoo. <laughs> It, there's no way he's just got that as just a random thing. Surely that has some significance to him. Perhaps he's one of the footballers that's listening. Um, if you're listening, Emil, tell us what the... I mean, we understand the mum tattoo. Tell us what the, the lion and the clock is all about. Yes, and were you aware that the Roman numeral for four had been done incorrectly? And will you be taking legal action? You'd feel it, wouldn't you? If one thing watching someone writing it. Yeah, that didn't feel like a V, mate. That felt like three more I's. Who are you playing at? Don't you know anything about Roman numerals down here yeah. at... Uh, I don't know what do they call what 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 do tattoo parlors call now? Oh, they're all, they're all very trendy now, aren't they? People, there's like trendy ones, aren't they? We fly to America. They all like fly to their personal like tattoo artist of choice. You don't just go down the high street now, do you? And have it done at Timpsons, like in the good old days. Could you get it done? At, that'd be quite cool, actually. Oh, you get like... a key cut and a tat. 
<laughs> so if you get one then you're talking about this midlife crisis that you it's almost yeah. like you want to have i do want to i make no bones about it it doesn't come naturally to me I, i've got to force the issue what i feel like i deserve one bum cheek well no it's got to be somewhere down the middle or i've got to have two because i can't bear the thought of it not being symmetrical careful going down so, the middle well, that's it. The areas down the middle are all big, aren't they? You've got to go like right across the chest or Ooh, across the back, show off. really. Oh, sorry, I, mean. um, I was being rude about your wiener. You were, you were very bawdy. Would you get that you tattoo? changed. Um, no, absolutely not. No. Things are terrible. I can't believe people yeah. do it. That's got to be the last thing you have done, isn't it? That's the last bit of sleeve left. That's just colouring in the final bit of the yeah. picture. Um, do you think you have to be flaccid when it's done? Because then it would sort of change. It would warp when the penis became erect. But I imagine you couldn't mm. maintain an erection while someone's repeatedly hammering a hot needle into your dick. Be well, a very unique individual. Yes. I mean, I guess. But you know what? You know what I just thought of? You remember when you used to draw on a balloon and then it'd deflate and then the drawing yeah. looked amazing? Yeah, I was thinking of when you uh, shrink a crisp bag in the oven. Yeah, so actually, yeah, you know, do get it big and draw on it then, and then when it when it deflates, the the detail the will detail. look incredible. Oh my god, it says hula hoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you've got a tattoo that you can only show people when your penis is flaccid, which I guess is not ideal. No, so don't if you've got a willy tattoo. Get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Um, so not you. So why down the middle? Why not just on your arm, top of the arm? Because I would feel it. I, because of my unique, um, the way my brain works. If I had a tattoo on one side and not the other, I would feel it all the time. I'd want to sort of scratch at it. Okay. And I need some sense of balance. So, but are you going front or back down the middle? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought it through. I'm not ruling out two, one on each arm or something. Or, But, I, you know, centre of the back is just, it's got to be like eagle's wings or something there, hasn't it? Or, or you could just get the Leeds crest just below the base of your neck. Yeah. Or like the Yorkshire rose. Yeah. Well, I'm a Lancastrian. It's a, you support Leeds. I know, I do support Leeds. It's a very... It's something that, that old Leeds trivial. crest that was the rose, remember the that? The round one, I loved one, with the football in the middle. That was a beautiful crest. Do that. Get that, base of your neck, or just above your bum hole. Or get the one we nearly had of the uh, fist doing the Leeds salute. That was so bad. Well, uh, there was a time after Bielsa got sacked when I think a lot of decisions made by the board suddenly came under scrutiny. There was a lot of fans thinking, hang on, is Bielsa the only thing you've got right? And actually, you're the guys who also signed Paul Heckingbottom and wanted to change the crest to a man fisting his own breasts. Um, But, you know, we've moved on from that now. Who do you think there has to be a separate forfeit, doesn't there, next season now for the CPFPL League and Leeds or Forest, who finishes above the other one in the Premier League? Yes, no doubt. It's going to get nasty, isn't it? I think you're going to do better than us next year because I think you've got that first season bounce. Also, I think we've got a better manager. Do you indeed? Yes, I do indeed. Steve Cooper. I think he's very good. Did you get a chance to chat to him this week? Yeah, I had a lovely chat with him on the balcony of the Nottingham Council House in front of everyone. He was lovely. Um, And I I know his number two, Alan Tate. Titty. He's a good man. Uh, Swansea legend, of course. Uh... They're just everyone at Forest lovely, you know. That's the great thing about Forest. I don't. We're one. I think we're. I'm right in saying this. I think I've got my history right. We've only ever employed really nice people. So it's just, we're just. 
we're the only club that's ever done that. Everyone who's ever worked for or played for Forest has been an exceptional, decent person. So you always know you're talking to a legend. Some of the lads had cigars, you know. So um, when you were, we had to announce them on and you'd say their name and they'd come and get this big ovation. And then some of the lads had cigars on the go and some of the local councillors were not keen on their big oh. lit cigars. These smoke detectors are, are very sensitive. You can, they can't be lighting cigars. I was like, mate, they've just got themselves promoted to the Premier League. I don't think you're going to be like getting all health and safety on them now. One of them, Keenan Davis, I don't know if you've seen the footage of him stripping off, just throwing no. his clothes off the balcony, like literally got down to his pants. So funny. Ryan Yates. So some of them. So this was the thing with, with Jordan Rhodes. I was like, oh, if you win, what were you going to have a drink? And he was like, Loads of them don't drink anymore. Obviously, they're no, just you know, they're yeah. really serious and clean living people. Athletes, so, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so I said to Ryan Yates, like when we were there, I was like, oh, mate. I said, are you going to have a pint? He was, and he said, I said, have you had a beer? He said, oh, I've had my first McDonald's. And I, it can't have been ever, but certainly for a year. I think he had two egg McMuffins and it made him feel sick. <laughs> but he's, it was either the first one he'd ever had or like the first one for a year. I was like, wow. Like the sacrifices they make. You know, their bodies are just treated like race cars. Do you know what I mean? Like they can't put anything in there that's going to compromise anything. A remarkable dedication. That feels like something that you could do for the Forest team. You know, you could be the guy who slowly introduces them to the sort of shit food that you eat. Lads. I got you an egg McMuffin. Well, you know, you get to the end of the season and you're all, you know, down Toby Carvery together, just eating absolute crap, knickerbocker glories for pudding, a couple of pints. Well, I'll tell you, that's what we could do. Because obviously Jordan Rhodes lives up your way. We could take him to Toby Carvery and just record an episode there. Yeah. I mean, the last time we went to Toby Carvery and we weren't recording an episode, you got very, very hot, kept complaining about how many windows needed to be open and then spewed all over the car park. So is that, is that something you want to put on tape? Maybe not. But I think maybe we record the episode and then we eat. <laughs> we need to do a forfeit roundup. There are forfeits outstanding. I think it's only fair to do a show where literally every forfeit is rounded up. We yeah. need to do a show when the fixtures come out, and yeah. we also need to do a show um, live at one of our brewery partners. So yeah. th- these are episodes you can look forward to over the summer. Yeah. There will be obviously a slightly more sporadic nature to the podcast. Yeah, I would, I would just do the, there'll be ones where we have to do the official business that John has just outlined. Uh, There'll be ones that we just do for the fun of it, won't there, I think? Oh, we just have a laugh, don't we? Have a right bloody laugh, you and me. Yeah. Um, let's let's have... We, I mean, we literally haven't discussed FPL at all, nor of most FPL podcasts this week, I imagine, because there isn't any anymore. Yeah. If you were to give our listeners a hot tip, which current member of the Nottingham Forest squad would you be having in your starting lineup in your FPL team next year? Very good question. I'd be tempted to say Samba, Bree Samba, because he's an exceptional goalkeeper. And I think because we're newly promoted, it'd be quite cheap. Mm-hmm. I would say, I think Brennan Johnson is good yes. for assists and goals. Mm-hmm. And again, newly promoted. So a bit of a bargain. So I would I would highlight those two. I would say Bree Samba or Brennan Johnson. There you go. Um, congratulations on behalf of all the listeners of Thank the you. podcast. It's wonderful to have Forrest back in the Premier League. And I sort Thank of you. mean that. I think you um, fully mean it. And you're just trying to undercut it for comedy and Leeds purposes. 
I look forward very much to our games next season. In case your mates with their bleeding feet are listening, going, oh, you, you were nice to Nottingham Forest, you pansy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll leave you with the sound of Matt Ford giggling away at his own joke. Yeah. It's been a very exciting week for him. That's all we've got time for this week. We will be back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Just get in touch, hello at cpfpl.com, and we will keep the um, feed alive. We'll keep the dream alive. Have a wonderful life. We love football. Bye. Bye.